0: Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. Awesome Angie here, honoring the awesomeness in all of you. And today on God Focus Podcast, we are celebrating the story of Sam Peacock's um, story of coming to Christ. I love these stories. So, welcome to the call, Sam. I, I'm super excited to hear your story, how you came to Christ.
1: Well, thank you very much, um, Angie and MJ and the entire group here with us today. You know, this story is, I think, pretty typical, hopefully, of what would be normal. I mean, you know, my, my realization that Christ was in me, uh, it wasn't fireworks or anything of that nature, but uh, just really practical uh, life's path. Uh, sort of a practical way to to view it uh as background i am from northwest florida and grew up in a typical middle class home with my father mother younger sister and myself at the time growing up you know life was uneventful however i was fortunate to have many friends and was able to hold several uh leadership roles while navigating through junior and senior high school in our town here. Uh, as a family, we were involved in church, however, not to a great extent. Our father would have us go to church, but the exposure to Christ was not oriented towards developing a personal relationship. Uh, the church we went to, the worship was more of a real ritualistic uh, type of service in nature. Uh, you know, We were sort of checking off the boxes as to what was presented during that church experience. You know, without a great foundation in Christ, you know, after high school, when leaving home for my out of town college, obviously my parents' disciplinary shackles were released, and college became life being lived to its greatest entertainment experiences with newfound friends and church, faith. That was really not part of, of my focus. But this activity was realized by my parents that if I was delivering the grades from school, then this growing up phase was tolerated by them. Um, at graduation, I did uh, go into sales with a large company and was transferred to New England, which placed me even further from home and the positive influences and discipline of my parents and you know, the town and, and friends around me here. Uh, after three years in new england i was transferred back south where i met my future wife married in 1980 we had our son and then daughter both born in the early 1980s my father and mother quickly visited T, our new granddaughter when she was born that was on a june 6th and it gave me and my father the opportunity to have a positive conversation as he always called me the prodigal son uh, the one who came home after experiencing the influences of the world and at that time however uh, on june 21st which was our son, son's birthday my sister called me that morning about 8 30 in the morning and she announced that uh, my father had died unexpectedly uh, that early that morning of course his death weighed heavily on my psyche with realization that his support and guidance would never be available to me again. My wife and I continued to provide the best we could for our family, but after a relatively short period of grieving, our loss of my dad sort of gave us the pathway to move and sort of change our life, so the company moved me to Washington, D.C. And this was, of course, a new adventure for our growing family where we raised our kids with access to the national monuments and its education opportunities. However, we did not have the close support of family members. You know, we enjoy our life in Washington, but church, even though there was a church, I mean, I could hit hit a golf ball and hit the church just that close, Uh, but that church in connection to other Christians was really not a priority. After nine years, my wife realized that as our kids were growing older, the negative influences of the D.C. area were affecting them. And so really it was at that time that we first and I first began seeking Jesus and his guidance. We prayed that if the Lord removed us from the D.C. area swamp, as it's now called, and it truly is a swamp, we would become more obedient in our worship of him. And would be thankful for being transplanted to an area that would be better for our kids now you know while in dc the job that i had involved entertaining clients many of them federal government employees and of course the travel the opportunity to to see the world which i did and the negative influences of alcohol along the way they were an ongoing part of that scene in some cases trouble ensued and negative behavior had to be paid for through legal means. After such events and moving forward in life, Christ and his influence healed me from that desire to enjoy life as I had been doing in this wrong kind of way. Christ's influence has helped me in immeasurable ways. Family members are never perfect and family matters are never perfect, but we have settled on a mutual desire to serve him. That's my wife and I. Our kids and their spouses are all doing well, so we praise him for his guidance and providing so well for our family. Christ, for both of us, is present in our home, and even though we continue to be, quote, works in progress, we seek his guidance on how we can better seek him, share him, and better serve him in our daily lives. His help has guided us to try to help others through our church and also in everyday life because, you know, we're here at the beach in this location, there's absolutely no shortage of homeless people that seem to end up here. And of course, lost people that are here because it's a vacation location orientation. People don't come here to work necessarily. They come here to play, maybe to hide, maybe just to get away from their previous life. Now, Ange, NJ, my testimony is not one of a remarkable conversion, no flashing lights, no fireworks, but one of a realization that through him, we can lead better lives and that his support and guidance allows us to do so. His message of quiet confidence and working for good outcomes through his blood and conveyance of his love upon others. Amen. So thanks, Ange and NJ, for the opportunity to share this. hmm
2: again amen simple message amen. That's
1: but awesome. i think one of uh you know an opportunity to serve others that we've learned along the way mm-hmm. thank
0: you that's awesome nice job sam beautiful love it sam it's awesome did you say new england or england
1: new england new england
0: okay up in uh
1: up in new hampshire and maine oh neat okay wonderful that's where i got this accent
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh goodness um I I love that um you mentioned the whole ritualistic part of your church growing up that's totally what we had I and and when I talked to my mom later in life you know like I don't remember being having Jesus a relationship with God as part of the the church that we did growing up, it was just like you said, check the boxes, ritualistic. you know, we went to church every Sunday, but the development of that relationship wasn't there. So I appreciate you uh, amplifying that in your story. Thank you so much.
1: I can remember uh, you know that you know when looking at the church agenda of the of the service, that uh, you know there were like twenty two items on the agenda, so i so as I was sitting there, you know, with a candelabra thing in my hand and, you know, lighting the candles and then putting the candles out, I'm thinking, you know what, that means that, uh, you know, it's about two minutes per activity times 22 activities and I'll be out of (laughs) here. So it it was, uh, it was, it was not very uh, oriented, but again, I don't want to say too much. Because again, I've got very good friends that continue to go to that very same church. And and God bless them.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. It's fascinating. Um, you know, and I don't I don't um regret that ritualistic piece. I think there's a, a, a strong need for that that we don't have in our society because kids growing up without that, you know, what's their story? Like <laughs> um, you because know, that's anchoring when you do, you know, that ritualistic um every day or every Sunday or every year or whatever it is that's that's an, that's anchoring to you know powerful work you know of God and um you know at least as a kid having some tether to God um you know with that anchoring so um how about um how about we how about um MJ then Robin then Bill let's get your voices in here Can Oh, go ahead, Robin, Robin. Oh, real quick, before we do that order thing, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just along
2: the lines of what you were you were saying, what Sam shared, what you sh- shared about the ritualistic thing. Um, there's something to be said, though, you know, because we have, you know, our churches come from a long, long tradition. I mean, way back to the Bible, you know, and and we had you know, even back to, you know, Moses and Abraham, and we've got um, that, all those traditions that have formed our modern churches, and I'm, um, well, <laughs> I shouldn't say maybe modern, because, you know, when I think about, I've gone to a lot of different churches, a lot of different denominations, and, you know, um, for me, the traditions that we had, you know, the old hymns, and there was something to be said about the reverence you know the reverence for for god you know this is a sacred time a sacred place to worship our holy sacred god and um you know there wasn't any fanfare and there weren't any flashing lights and no rock band and i'm not i'm not against those either because it speaks to this generation but i just wanted to throw that in there too that i appreciate Um, you know, where I came from as well. So I thank you, Sam, for Mm -hmm. sharing that too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you. Well, you know, it's funny that when you look at worship today, you know, even in in our own church, you know, you've got first service is a traditional service. Then the next service, an hour and a half later, is the modern service with the rock bands and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know. I guess that the the effort is to, you know, pursue those, you know, where they are, wherever they are, pursue them where they are. However, Mm -hmm. the downside of that is it does split the church. You know, you've got a group going one direction and then you've got a group going the other direction. And so I think it's important that, you know, along the way they do combine services occasionally. So everybody can, you know, know who else goes to their church. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, we actually played with that at our church. Um, We for us, we had space issues like we didn't (laughs) we didn't have enough room for everybody. And so we we had to make that decision. Do we split and go to two services? And there was a struggle for a while. You know, just like you said, there's a split that happens. There's the early people and the later people And. I think for ours that we kept our services the same, but I do know my home church, they do the same thing where they've got the traditional service and in the modern service, you know, they split it that way. But at, yeah, anytime there's a split, um, it is, that's a very real thing that churches are dealing with right now. It really is. And what's the answer? I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's fascinating that whole conversation, well, I mean, you know, Ang,
3: if you just look at the last 100 years, how much we have progressed technology-wise, and, and the people that uh, attend the traditional church service, I mean, they're in their, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s now, and the, the new church service, I have no problem with it. I, to be honest with you, I kind of actually like it, and I enjoy both of them and um, you know I mean maybe you know one day they'll figure it out and have a happy medium but what I'm trying to get at is technology today and the things that we can use to empower the Holy Spirit and people uh, they didn't have that a hundred years ago you know so now uh, obviously things have rapidly changed so preaching to this generation i guess you want to call it or um the the you know uh just to people in general nowadays is just going to be different that's all i'm trying to say and uh we need to embrace that because you know god you know has allowed his spirit in the last hundred years to be released and to has empowered us and has technologically taken us to a time where uh you know, it says once, you know, Jesus has preached around the world that uh, those are going to be the end times. And I mean, when you think about that, that's pretty deep. But uh look at how we can send a, uh, an email blast to every country in the world with a push of a button. I mean, <laughs> that in itself is mind blowing there, you know, so just I'm just yes, saying, you know, I mean, em- embrace change because we're in the middle of it.
1: Well, as mentioned, you
3: know, again, we, we
1: broadcast, I guess, through the computer, our church service. Yeah, And I think many of you have been on that service. So um, it's a great way to be able to reach out and so forth. But you're mentioning technology, yes. Today, what do you do? You, when singing songs, you read words off a screen. Uh, you know, at Choir Wednesday, our choir director said, you know what, I've got all these hymnals. Would anybody like a hymnal? And of course, we're not using them anymore. So he's giving them out as a way to, I guess, remember the old times. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But the technology's really, really uh, cool. But again, it can cause you not to want to get up, get ready, go to church, because it's so easy just to log in and enjoy the church service that way.
2: So yeah, no, about. I mean
3: we, we do definitely need to uh like you just said balance, but I I, we gotta have that gathering so that we can um uh develop relationships with like-minded people. So I, I totally get it.
0: I love it. I love it, I love it. Um all right, then why don't we just leave it at this? That was a wonderful discussion. Um, do we wanna go do one more round, Robin? Or should I think uh You know, I I would say anyone else throw your voice in and any questions or thoughts, we'll just do it that way. Robin has one. Go for it, Robin. Yeah, Yeah, for Sam? Yeah.
2: Um, Yes, ma'am, go ahead. Hi there. Hey, uh, thank you for sharing um, your experience. I was wondering, my question is, you know, in those times, you know, throughout your life, you know, when maybe your eyes weren't focused on Christ as much as you, um, you wanted or, you know what I'm saying, but looking back through the struggles that you had, the hardships you went through, can you see um, evidence of God's hands on you, you know, his protection or maybe some sort of, you know, you know, maybe he rescued you and you can uh, maybe say something about that, Sam if my question makes sense well i you know i I felt like you know obviously
1: he kept me safe Mm -hmm. through some very interesting experiences um (laughs) and you know thank goodness you know i'm married to a very faithful woman and she you know not only um helped to guide me towards a a more uh Appropriate life uh but also to uh you know be that source that we could always go back to when we you know we both were growing up and she was growing up you know in the church and and the foundation uh that it is for you to experience a quote good life so that that uh was was always uh there and the other thing is it it It's an example of uh, ability to even experience through some tough times, but yet be there, you know, for me going forward, you know, after certain bad chapters uh, are passed. So, um, and why? Because Christ is there and was there. Uh, we, We just may not have recognized him to the extent we should have at the time but obviously he was there to help guide
2: us to where we are today. Amen. I love that. You know, he, the Lord brought you two together and you've been walking ever since. You know? Living... Yeah, we've been
1: married uh, 42 years. Oh, wow. And That's, that's uh, you know,
2: not, not common. Right. It's a blessing. It's huge. Praise the Lord for that. Thank we've you, brother. Great-
1: Sunday school. Thank you. We've got a great Sunday school class and it's of course a a, really a fast growing class blended with a lot of different folks and all of that but when you when you uh you know even our even our uh, teacher I think he's been married three times and now uh, twice to to one lady who who obviously brought him back (laughs) to her so, uh, you know, we have got we have a lot of fun and, you know, we have a lot of examples to look back and say, you know what, that really was not the right way to do things. <laughs> so, so we're just trying to be corrective going
3: forward.
0: That's awesome. I love that. Hey, anja
3: uh, I'm almost finished with my book, guys. And uh, I realize it's going to be a never-ending series because I'm always coming up with new stuff. So oh. I was listening to Billy Joel the other day. And uh, piano man, if you know that song, and just oh, yeah. crank it up, and uh, yeah, <laughs> great song. You know, I mean, uh, uh, it really gets under your energy pumping, and uh, it's easy to sing along, and you can uh, do a Weird Al Yankovic and make your own meaning, <laughs> <laughs> which I've done a couple times. And uh, anyway, I was thinking about Joel, and because I have a, a buddy of mine that owns a uh, car collision shop and a good Christian and super nice guy. And then all of a sudden it was like a thunderbolt. And I was like, Joel, J-O-E-L, Jesus, our eternal Lord. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's pretty cool one. And uh, so that's the new one that that I just came up with. What do you guys think of that one?
2: Whoa. Hey, brother, I love that um have you actually read the prophet joel in the bible you remember that little minor prophet book that short little book you might have read up to the whole joel thing that's really cool i like that jesus our eternal lord
0: awesome any other last comments or questions for sam as we wrap up this wonderful testimonial thank you sam for sharing anybody else thank
4: you I just wanted to uh, throw in, Sam, uh, your family, uh, was there any uh, baptisms that, you know, that you guys did with with all those kids, or how you know, what types of things, go ahead. I was baptized
1: uh, back in Atlanta uh, in the, in that mid-80s time frame. And our children were baptized here in Panama City at the church we go to now. So yes, uh, we were we were immersed in baptismal waters uh, here uh, in Panama City.
4: Yeah, that's a that's a uh, real moving experience, and you know it just uh, it's just so 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 neat to see. In fact, I happen to be watching some YouTube's where. Um, they were showing people actually going over to Israel to the Jordan river and getting baptized in the Jordan river. So (laughs) that's taking it to the uh, degree there.
1: We have people that have gone to Israel and they have brought back containers of water and that, that bits of the little, you know, portions of that water are poured into the baptismal, <coughs> for the baptisms occurring at our church, so that's kind of an interesting uh take on bringing that baptismal water to to our town. So,
3: wow, that's really
0: cool. I never heard of that before. That's got to be smuggled pretty good in some luggage somewhere, <laughs> packed really well.
4: Oh, that's amazing. Well, thanks for giving us your testimonial today, and uh, man, it just warms my heart to. You know, hear about all the different things that Christ has done in your life. So, thanks for sharing.
0: Yeah, and and I I also love you know how um, just you know you amplified the idea that you know there's no like fireworks that went off. This you know um, not like there's any like one moment that happened or you know it's you were living life and God was right there with you the whole time and you were able to identify that, um, in and out throughout your life. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's, I, that's, I love that. It's wonderful. Love, love, love the stories. Uh, because we're humans. We each, we each have our own way that we've come to know Jesus our Lord and savior. And, um, and, you know, there's many wonderful people and adventures we have across life that, um, either bring us closer to the Lord, take us away from the Lord. Um, and I, I love that you, um, your story's awesome, Sam. I, I, that's just really cool. You know, that he's brought you through so. Well, many. we've been blessed
1: and yeah. uh, you know, that, that continues. We had a, a new grandson uh, about a month ago. And so we're obviously you know,
0: very excited about that and,
1: and uh, his blessings continue.
0: Blessings continue. I love it. There's a great ending. I love it. Thank you, Sam. And all God's children said. Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: So if something's being said during this podcast that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God-Focused Podcast. And if we've said something today that has helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast at